On the Record with White House correspondent April Ryan. With me today with On the Record with April Ryan is an amazing person. Um, You may not know the name, but you see the end result of what he's put his hands on, um, what he's done. I mean, in... Uh, Many circles, he's been known for many years um, for the great works that he's done. Uh, But you see who he is through the new museum in Washington, D.C., the African-American Museum of History and Culture. But he has been elevated beyond this. He is now secretary-elect for the entire Smithsonian system. With me is none other than the great Lonnie Bunch. Hello, Lonnie Bunch. (laughs) Oh, it's great to be with you, April. Wow. I mean, this is amazing. I mean, you were just with President Obama about a month or so ago for the Nelson Mandela Project, um, a project that he's been working on with President Mandela for for years. Uh, Well, he's been working about or it's about Mandela's life for years, correct? You're correct. Absolutely. Yeah. And now, did you know at that time um, that you were in line for this prestigious position and honor? Oh, not at all. I knew that people had asked me to throw my hat in the ring to go for secretary, but I wasn't sure it was something I wanted to do. Um, So I didn't know for sure. But ultimately, I realized that, you know, I love the museum that I helped build so much, but I love the Smithsonian even more. Mm. So talk to me about your time at the Smithsonian. Well, first of all, your time in dealing with antiquities, dealing with museums. Talk to me about that. Well, I have been in and out of the Smithsonian since I was a 26-year-old kid. Um, And that I have been fortunate to be able to have worked at the Air and Space Museum, the National Museum of American History, and of course, helping to create the African American Museum. And what I've really learned is that when it's at its best, There's nothing like the Smithsonian, because not only does it have these amazing collections that you can draw from, but it really is a place that can help America understand itself better and maybe understand its world a little more. Well, to help America understand itself better, you will be the first African-American to ever hold this position, correct? That's correct. What does that mean to you? And that's scary. <laughs> I, yeah, it is scary. I mean, the fir- in 2019, we're still saying the first. But that is huge. I mean, it's not just about the, the African-American History Museum. It's about your life's work um, since, I guess, 26 years old, as you said. I mean, I think in some ways, there's no doubt that it's a great honor to be the secretary but to be the first African-American means so much. In one hand, it's about opening doors that I've tried to do my whole life. It's about inspiring people to realize that they can, you know, fight through the glass ceiling. Um, but it's also about recognizing that the Smithsonian is a place that a historian can help shape by helping it to think more about how it contextualizes the world we're in. And I have to be honest, it is unbelievably humbling to sort of close my eyes and see 7,000 gifted people that work at the Smithsonian that are now all my colleagues. Hmm. So a couple of things. You will be naming your successor at the museum. That's bittersweet. That, that is bittersweet. On the one hand, I have to be honest, I did not really think I was going to leave the Smithsonian now, leave the museum now. I knew that eventually I would have to, um, but I think being secretary does mean 
but I get to ensure that whoever sits in that chair is going to be able to build on what I think has been one of the most important um, six cultural successes in the country and really take it in places that I could never have imagined. So I'm grateful that I'm going to have a chance to protect my baby. Yeah, that, you know, your baby um, has everyone watching. It takes a village. We're all watching yeah. over that baby. Um, that baby is something else. And let's talk about your baby. Uh, from the moment you walk in, when you go, if you decide to really take the journey from the bowels of uh, the the museum all the way to the top from the enslavement of Africans to the victory to the overcoming upstairs you go through a lot of emotions and I'll never forget they said when the museum first opened they said that there were grief counselors there I never saw any <laughs> I was on the floor the whole time <laughs> I was downstairs I was like oh my. from the time I mean when you see the the crystals of sugar and the sugar cane, and you see the the ship, the part of that slave ship that's suspended in the the blackness, the abyss. And then you, what got me when I first fell out, and it was a, a congressman from Hawaii that was there, and I know he thought I was crazy. I saw the shackles, but when I saw the the, the shackles of the babies, of the yeah. children, I couldn't hold it. I have two children myself. And then when you go to Emmett Till's um, casket. I'm like, come on. I just, I mean, and I didn't see any grief counselors. I was on the floor the whole time. And then, <laughs> I was like, and, and, and then, I mean, Lonnie, I mean, I know we all have had experiences and we, we, we all have had experiences and we, you know, we were well-traveled. But when you have to stand face-to-face -face with a KKK um, costume or outfit, and I couldn't, I had to, it, you have to come to terms with a lot going through that museum, and what is it? The red, what, the red one is the grand. Was it the grand wizard or grand dragon? I don't even. That's correct. Yeah, I stood. I. It was like two. Uh, what do you call it? Two magnets repelling. I couldn't stand in front of it because it was oozing hate, and I mean, it takes you on a journey. You took us there. You are a minister without getting up. On a, in a pulpit, you told the story, and you're still telling the story. How how are we going to ensure that that story is going to continue being told the way you told it? I mean, I think that you put your finger on what's really important. I'm very optimistic because of the people that are already there. You know, I hired almost all the 200 people that work there, and they really are people who believe that this is not about them. It's about the greater good. They've done amazing work. They've taken my dreams and made them real. So I am very confident that there will still be people doing great exhibitions, wonderful public programs, and then to make sure that it's got the right leadership so they can keep the museum as visible and as vibrant as possible. I think that the success of the museum is that the museum looks back, but it's about today and tomorrow and that it helps America, it forces America to confront its tortured racial past. And what I think that I'm proudest of is much like the experience of black Americans. It is sad and joyous. It is difficult and it is powerful. It is lyrical and it is sort of hard scrabble. So for us, it was really important to say, craft a museum that is of a culture. It really reflects the strength of that. 
But then, make sure you do the museum in a way that says, this is the quintessential American story. So this is the story that has shaped us all. Regardless of what your color is, your experience is profoundly shaped by the African-American experience. And that two-sided coin was what was so special, and I was committed to making that happen. Now, so what does this new position entail, and when will you be leaving your baby, or will you be still in your baby um, uh, at the museum? I know, <laughs> doing the new know, job. Where will you be located? You when know, does it start? You're going to make me cry now. <laughs> the hardest part of this is, in some ways, leaving the staff, but also leaving the fact that I've got the best office in Washington. <laughs> you do. It's a beautiful view. Oh, my gosh. So I'm, gonna, so I'm going from the best view to, let me just say, a historic view. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So I'll be moving to the castle um, by the 1st of July. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. wow. So what uh, do your duties entail in this new position as well, secretary? As secretary, the goal is to, one, articulate, define and articulate a vision for the Smithsonian going forward. Think about what is the tension between tradition, the museum, the collection, and innovation. What we're doing digitally, what's the role of technology. To think about how can the Smithsonian be even a much more effective oh, place of ideas, so where you can bring in the scholars at the Smithsonian, plus people from outside the Smithsonian, to almost have, you know, our version of, of the Aspen Institute. So that we're really using the expertise to help Americans, or to help the world, mm -hmm. figure out itself. And, and also part of the job then is doing, you know, then working with Congress, which I had to do at the museum, fundraising, um, also really looking at some of the fundamental questions that face us, such as, you know, how do you handle the aging infrastructure? Um, what really are you going to do with the arts and industries building? Uh, how do you repair the capital? So uh, you go from things that are mundane um, to things that are really crucial in terms of shaping um, the national narrative, but all of those are part of the job. And Lonnie, I have two more questions for you in the time that we have. One, um, in the 26 years that you've been with the Smithsonian, what is the biggest change that you've seen? I think the biggest change is, first of all, well, there's two. One is that you now have many more women in positions of leadership. The director of the Air and Space Museum, director of the Museum of American History. I think that this used to always be bastions for men. Um, and I think that's a big change. The other big change is that um, the Smithsonian hasn't figured it all out yet. But the Smithsonian recognizes that to be a national institution, it's really got to grapple with the diversity of America. But it's got to do a better job of understanding not just African-American issues, but Latino issues, Asian-American issues, uh, LGBT issues. So that one of, I think the biggest change is the Smithsonian has broadened the tent to make sure there are many, many more people and issues um, that are part of the Smithsonian narrative. So congratulations on your new job. Congratulations uh, on the shift being the first African-American to hold this amazing, prestigious position with this amazing title. I know your wife, Maria, is so excited. 
<laughs> I'll tell you, she is so excited. I'm over here thinking, oh my goodness, why did I say yes? She's so excited. <laughs> but, you know, and it's interesting. Both of you deal with um, history. And that's the great piece about it. You know, I guess you guys have conversations at night about history. What happened, you know, many years ago before we were even a thought and how it plays today. Well, I think that what I'm fortunate is I'm married above my station. And <laughs> sometimes, you know, I know that. Someone who really understands museums in ways that it took me years to figure out. Mm. And so I'm fortunate when I get a chance to sit down and talk about strategy and talk about, you know, vision, um, because she's much better than I am. So I'm a lucky person. Well, Lonnie Bunch, is there anything else you'd like to add? Uh, I think the goal for me is to help people be reintroduced to the Smithsonian in the 21st century, to make sure that people understand what a gift it is to America. And so my goal is to build on the greatness and excellence of the Smithsonian and make it even more valuable as we move into the future. Secretary-elect of the Smithsonian, African-American, the first African-American to ever hold this position. He's leaving his baby, quote-unquote, the African-American Museum of History and Culture to oversee the entire system at the beginning of July. Lonnie Bunch, I am so honored that you would take your time to talk to me. Um, I just thank you. I thank you. I thank you for all that you do for all of us. So thank you and keep doing the work you do. With this week's On the Record, I'm AURN White House correspondent April Ryan. Don't forget to subscribe to On the Record on iTunes, Google Play, SoundCloud, Stitcher, or any other podcast directory. If you like what you hear, leave a five-star review. On the Record, a product of American Urban Radio Networks. Sick of being upsold at gyms? My guy, you're currently a base member? For $90 more, I can upgrade you to our Shred membership. For $130 more, you'll be a Swole member. And for just $300 more, you'll reach Sweat Platinum. At Planet Fitness, you'll get energy without the upsell. Never pushy, always free fitness training and equipment for every workout. It's fitness that fits your budget. Join Planet Fitness for just $1 down and $10 a month. Cancel anytime. Deal ends Friday, May 10th. See Home Club for details.